Hello and welcome to the McYap and Fries Movie Podcast. I am Gavin. I'm Ian. And for those of you who are unaware, we talk about movies. We got a bunch of uh, movie news for you and we'll be reviewing some films. I'll be reviewing The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, the movie I saw on the plane. And uh, I have a tendency to love pretty much everything I watch on planes. <laughs> it's a lack of oxygen. I cried when I saw How to Make an American Quilt. And I'm quite sure it's because I was on a plane. Really? Yeah, mm. I did. No, I cried weird shit. <laughs> Especially when I'm on a plane. Yeah, yeah. Something about movies on planes, I, like, I just turn into the biggest softie. I'm just like, oh, I miss my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be reviewing Beer Fest. Ah, yes. Which is a movie I saw appropriately. This drunk. is a film I've been avoiding. Yes. Because uh, Mike recommended it, and I never watch anything Mike recommends ever since he recommended Alien vs. Predator. Oh. Yeah. Same thing and with my dad. My dad loved that movie. <laughs> Weird. And but, yeah, but Beer Fest I think was recommended by Dave when he heard we hadn't talked, we hadn't seen Broken Lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tweeted us, right? Yeah, because I think I've t- we've talked shit about this before. Exactly. And, um, he, so, so he's a fan, is he? Yes, he liked that. He he recommended I Beer did, Fest. I have seen Super the, I have seen uh, Super Troopers. Yes, yeah. Well, that's it, the only it, one I've seen. Funny. That was pretty funny. So uh, we'll, get, we'll get to Beer Fest later. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, but I also I have Slam and Salmon lined up as well, which is the next one. I don't know what that's. I've I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It actually does look quite funny. I don't. It's one of those. I mean, I, I've got nothing against those people. I have no idea why I haven't seen those films. Those people. I have nothing. <laughs> Comedians. I, I have nothing against these people. <laughs> they should be ground up and shot. I, I think that uh, you know they deserve respect for what they attempt to do. Hmm. Uh, you know and. You know, more more power to them that they keep getting money yes. to make movies. <laughs> but you liked it, did you? Well, we'll get to that later. All right, all right, okay. Jesus. Okay, well, well, I'm just there. whatever. Yeah. All right. Like so we'll start off with some news and then we'll do some emails. Okay. So news, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a whole lot actually. No. no. So we have the new trailer that came out yes. for The Life of Pi. Yes. And Cloud Atlas. Yes. Um, now that the, the Dark Knight Rises heat is a lot of people online have been raising what to look forward to now mm-hmm. no well I I mean it's they both look wanky but Cloud Atlas looks wanky in a way that I think I might like I might like that kind of wank uh, whereas Life of Pi is one of those movies that I'll probably unfairly ignore um, because of The Incredible Hulk probably yes yeah. and you know and I just you know it, it looks beautiful I mean, it does look like a very beautiful film, and, and for all I know, it'll probably be a really good film. Uh, but just based on the trailers, um, uh, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. It, it, mm. look, it looked like it's it's kind of weird when you're getting cynical to the point where movies you just sort of see a, a trailer and you immediately think to yourself, Oscar bait. Yeah, you know, and it does kind of have that thing. It's like the way the trailer sells the movie is like, if you don't like this, then you're just not very deep. But you know, does, <laughs> does the tiger talk in the book? Does anyone know? I don't know. I I, uh, not, I have not read the book because I thought it would be pretty. I, mean, I haven't read the book either. It, so. But it does kind of look like one of those movies, like that. You you must like this movie. You must want to see this movie. You'd be fucking stupid to not want to see this movie. Why must I not? I, I th- that's just the impression I get from the trailer. Oh. Is like you know, it's like this is the greatest movie ever made. Oh yeah. You know, it's like this is this is insane, insane. But the amount of like. You know, it's like the the amount of like sort of like title cards that come in leading, yeah. leading up to it. It's like holy fuck, the best selling novel. You know, it's like from Angley. trailers like this make me miss uh, trailer voiceover guy. Yeah, you know, I I, not, I would have welcomed a in a world where nothing makes sense. 
and there's water and a tiger. A tiger and a man discover love. At the they will world. become friends <laughs> after a great sacrifice. Yeah, you it, know, was, it, was just, it was just all music, wasn't it, in that one? It was all music, and, and it's very much... I, You know, it's like when you are going to sell your whole movie based on the fact that uh, this is a best-selling novel and that this is a director that you should like... Yes. You better have something, you know, like I, I, the director I, of Rope Batman, I, I the Incredible I, Hulk. I don't know why. Like, no, lately, lately, it's like it's. They don't even like mention the films. It's like they sell it entirely on a on a director that they believe you should like. Oh yeah, well, you know. So it's like from Academy Award winning filmmaker Ang Lee. It's like let's take a look at what Ang Lee's done. Based on that, you know, it's like you know, it's yeah. like when when you're being told that you should like a director. Yeah, it's like oh fuck, why should I? No one likes people. It's like the tiger looks fake. Yeah. <laughs> but the Cloud Atlas trailer is sounds ridiculously ambitious. Yeah. Although I did like the way it says when it said from the Wachowski brothers, they quickly threw in there. I'm the director of Run Lola Run. Don't come back. Come back. Yes, it's yes, not the Matrix yes, Revolution. Yes, You're okay. Yes. No, I mean in that regard. I mean, like to be fair, they are both very brave films. Yeah. And uh, the fact that a studio takes the up takes the chance, takes a gamble on making movies like Life of Pi, and well, actually Cloud Atlas, they didn't. Nobody took no a chance. <laughs> You know, is to be commended. Yeah. Um, this Cloud Atlas just interests me because it just sounds so sprawling and epic. And eps. It sounds like such a huge risk. Yeah. I mean, there um, looks like to be six or seven, maybe different pairs of characters running around. Yeah, and uh, all of the actors are doubling up, playing multiple roles. Yeah. Um, but also another reason is just like the casting is so against type that you know it's like there's even there's that it looks like Tom Hanks looks like some a sort Russian of, gangster like a Russian gangster it's like that kind of shit kind of you got a head the head shaved yeah, but not yeah. quite around the edge yeah yeah it's that kind of if I can see the hair at the front I'm not bald yeah and, and he just looks amazing like yeah, that yeah it just looks awesome it's like you know and and also with uh, Hugh Grant playing 70s uh, douchebag but but he one of the characters he plays is also like a cannibal how oh, is it yeah yeah because yeah. oh, is, is it one of them is the far future when we're all tribal or something like that I heard um, I'm not too sure. I actually, I actually know very little about it, but I was just reading in, in an interview that Hugh Grant gave where he was talking about how one of the characters he plays is a cannibal, mm. is a you know, like human-eating sort of fucked up you know, you know, like human being. I was like, I'd love to see. I, I've been waiting for Hugh Grant to do something like this. Yeah, because there's some kind of future wasteland tribal yeah. things going on there. So, I mean, it's insane. There's like 70s cool-looking stuff. Yeah. There's sailing ships in the 18th century. Yeah. There's a 60s montage, which for a moment looks a little bit like, like you're telling a soldier's by with the old guy reading letters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's the far future flung shit, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if anything, both movies look gorgeous. Yes. Um, the still water on the life pilot very good. Yes. But that's starting to rip off Tangled. That Disney <laughs> movie. They did it there first with the 3D and the reflection of the lanterns in it. You know, but uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited actually. I mean, even about even about both projects, I'll probably I'll probably see both. I mean, one thing that they both have in common is that they both look like big screen experiences. Yeah. You know, movies that you should go to the cinema to see. Uh, but just in terms of excitement level, um, I preferred Cloud, Cloud Atlas. Yeah. yeah, me too, definitely. Um, in other news, that'll keep someone very, very happy. Did you hear they're going to make a Despicable Me spin-off with the Minions? Yeah, the Minions. Yes, I did hear about this. And <laughs> it's just, um, I, I fear for, I fear, I fear for it. Come on, man. It's a thin line between it's a very thin, fucking annoying. The minions. Yeah. Can you handle the minions for ninety minutes? I think I can. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some ingenious storytelling to make you not go fucking insane and shoot and people. And if Steve, Car- <laughs> Steve Carroll's not in it, like, because I mean, half the joke was the fact that 
they were all interchangeable, but he knew the names of each and every one. Hey, Steve, yeah. I'll give you that 20 back on Friday. Little <laughs> things like that. Louis, put it down. Just weird stuff like that I really enjoyed. Yeah. More yeah. than anything else they did. No, I mean, like, they... They, <laughs> they're meant, you know, they're they're scene stealers. Yes, they're not movie stealers. They they should be. They should. Once you give them that kind of platform, you just sort of you, you kill any of the mystique about them. Yeah. you know, it's like we don't want because where do they come to, from? What do they do? To do a movie like that, you're gonna have to build a backstory. I mean, like that's the way Hollywood works. They're gonna build a backstory. They're gonna give them personalities, more personalities. There might be like backstory. Them. There might be a fucking romantic angle. For all we know, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be two stu- yellow pill things. Some, some stupid shit. One of them puts on a wig and that like, will just, here, Papui, Papui. That will just destroy. You know. <laughs> that's it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. No wait, <laughs> this can't happen. No, but it, to me, it'll just destroy. What what, I, what makes the minions so awesome is that we know so little about them. Yeah, they're just fucking freaky looking, funny motherfuckers, you know, who just say, who just make weird sounds and, and hit funny. each other a lot. Yeah, and that's funny. Yeah, to to do a movie around them means you got to build a backstory, you got to have a plot, a linear narrative, and to me, that just. I used to have a life before I was a minion. You remind me of myself eighteen months ago. It was taken from me. <laughs> I, I so to me, it's like it's one of those things that. If you don't allow yourself to really digest the thought, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. As soon as you start thinking about it, and no, the marketing, that's I'd, rather I'd rather not. Yeah, we'll see. So that will be coming out. God knows when. Uh, I mean, like, uh, I'm not even in a hurry to see Despicable Me too. Yeah. You know, it's. I mean, the first it was one. A fun the first one had the good distinction of being not horrible. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> exactly. It was by no means an instant classic. No. You know, so it's uh, it's just the spin-offs or spin-offs that didn't really deserve a spin-off in, in yeah. the first place. It was a weird, uh, weird <laughs> choice to make. Keeping it um, in minions and kids stuff, uh, did you hear about the Henson Company and Chick-fil-A? No. So apparently the Jim, Jim Henson Company has celebrated, basically they came out because Chick-fil-A were fueling some rage hate against homosexuals or something like that. Let me just double check what it was. Chick-fil-A, it's fucking delicious. Chick-fil-A support anti-gay movements and general closed-mindedness, so the Jim Henson Company has decided to never work with them again. I didn't realize the Jim Henson Company worked with Chick-fil-A. Apparently they like do puppet toys and stuff like that kind of stuff. Oh, right, right, right. And Jim Henson said, enough, Jim Henson Company, that is. I would hope Jim Henson Company. Yeah, they said, (laughs) zombie Jim Henson. So yeah, they cancelled that. Apparently, Chick Fil A took the ballsy move of saying that oh, they're they're not so longer selling the toys because they were defective, instead of saying that they got pulled because they don't like our hate speech. Oh right, it's kind of cool to see the, that the Jimenson company. Yeah, is still. Well, I mean, what do you expect, man? This is not. Plenty the, of companies would just like say, ignore it. We'll go away. We'll get the money is, for the this, toys. This is not the age to be politically incorrect. Mm. People do not take take kindly on that. And yet, so many people do it. Yes, I know, I know, because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this company should be, you know, commended for making the decision. Well, if I keep going there, it's because the Chick-fil-A is fucking delicious. <laughs> not because there's anything wrong with, you know, what they're, you know, actually there's a lot wrong with what they're thinking. <laughs> that, that is not right. That is not right. Did you hear about Conception? What? Conception. Conception. I could see, I could see the, the, the fucking machine in your brain. <laughs> you were thinking that shit up. Oh, yeah. I knew it wasn't a real word because yeah. I could see you looked into your eyes. Conception. You didn't know what you were actually saying. Yeah. Conception. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh couldn't. How fucking random. <laughs> no one listening is going to get that shit. Wait, they will now. Please explain. Well, you know, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, um, he couldn't find a villain for his new Jack Ryan movie, so he cast he's going to do it. He cast himself. Yeah. Although in an interview, he did say that the conception that they in. Yes, when conception was originally conceived. <laughs> conceived. Conceived. 
Oh, uh, dear. man. That's yeah, not, not a good sign. No. Uh, the initial neg- negotiations with him in the studio was to see whether he would be interested in acting in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, he just ended up getting just more involved, as, more involved as they went along. And um, he was considering whether or not to cast someone else. And then after he had become director and they were still working through pre-production and all that stuff. And then after they got through all of the sort of the script headaches, they, was, they were like, so by the way, do you still want to play that part? Mm. You know, that, that's generally how it kind of okay. came about. Cool. Unless the interview was lying. Yeah, could which be. Might be. Which might be. Everybody lies in show business. Exactly. Which in, I forgot he was directing that. So. Ins- insider says. Yeah, he's, no, he's directing it. Yeah. Uh, other news this week did you hear that apparently they're looking to try and turn The Hobbit into a trilogy yes I heard about this it's I horrible did, I did not read the uh, the article mm-hmm. because uh, I, I my, bullshit my blood started to boil just looking at the, the headlines yeah yeah what, what? But is, this, is this for real yeah I'd, apparently so so Peter Jackson is seriously so what he's going to take the two movies he has and split them into three yes because apparently they've already added so much stuff in from the background of the other books and everything else that it's this is squeezed to fit into two, two movies what the fuck? It, you know, but this it's one book, and you did three movies in the other three. How did, edit. You, how did you? It just sounds like such Lucas a. Blow. It sounds like such a rape. Yes. You know, it's like this you is know, the last chance to make Hobbit dollars. It, it's just fucked up. Even you know, I mean, like I would, I would rather just like still release it as two. Even if what you're saying is true, mm. and somehow you manage to bloat it up to the point where you can't fit one book into two films, yeah. Then I would rather that be a DVD extra. Yes. You know, I mean, it's like fuck. Do what you did for Lord of the Rings. Do the extended fucking editions. People will buy. Yeah, yeah, people, people will buy that people shit. People will buy. You try and like squeeze three movies out of us, yeah. and then after those three movies are done, still have the balls to come up with a, oh, look, we still have a more footage, extended, specialist, extended edition. Exactly. Be like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You know, this just, you know, it's not, everything about it just sounds like rape. Yeah. So, fuck that. They, that it's you know, destroyed your Christmas spirit now. It's just, no, it's, it's upsetting. It yeah. is upsetting because it is such a business move, you know, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a fucking blatant business move. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, well, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. You won't be watching the next onset video then. Will you? <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> I will boycott it until it comes out. <laughs> um, do we want to touch on this? I, I, I love Fred Willard. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> conduct in the Tiki Theater. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, that's Fred, a movie title if I ever heard one. Yeah, it was uh, Fred Willard in Lewd Conduct they in the Tiki him, Theater. They caught him with his pants down in an adult movie theater. It's so bad. But it's not as bad as finding your pants down in Toys R Us. <laughs> finding you know, them. I mean, at least they found him with his pants down in a porn theater. I mean, at least that there is logic behind that action. Not that I'm saying that he should be, you know, knighted anytime soon or no, anything. But, but to I'm, be fair, being fair with his pants down in a, in a theater does tie into his IMDb bio, which is Fred Willard radiates a unique charm. <laughs> Fred Willard just radiates like yeah. a motherfucker. No, but I love Fred Willard. I think he is fucking hysterical. I've I've always been a big fan of his, and you know, I personally would not go into a porn theater and jerk off. You know, I I, I have a house. Yes. <laughs> you know. Does Fred? <laughs> I would hope so. Does he have a, a, sh- a shack he can assemble the journalist? I'm sure at the very least he's got a fucking dodge, you yeah. know, that he can do something in there, you know I mean? <laughs> uh, but, you know, to each their own. When, when, when people are caught doing fucked up shit in a porn theater, yeah. I'm almost like, well... They're in a porn they're theater. They're in a porn theater. <laughs> when was the last time anyone ever went there and acted normal? Porn you, theaters are only something you have in the States, though. 
What? Really? What? Porn theaters. They're only something you have in the States. They're be- because the Americans are repressed motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's so like, weird. No, not everyone can be so, you know, so European-minded, you know? No, like, no, it's always been. The Americans have, have a problem with sex. The Europeans have a problem with violence. Yes. <laughs> the Asians like sex and violence together. <laughs> and decapitations. Yeah. <laughs> and screaming at people even after their heads cut off. So it's, 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 it's unclear so far what movie he was actually watching, but apparently... Don't die yet! There are three flicks... I'm not done killing you! There's three flicks in rotation at the theater. Follow Me 2, a triple X parody of The Client List, and Stepdad Number 2. Do you think the stepdad fucks people? I reckon he does. <laughs> According to IMDb, what, Fred no, is... No cable guy? Wait, so this is from TMZ. According to IMDb, Fred is rumored to be in pre-production for a movie entitled The Yank. <laughs> the Yank. <laughs> uh, uh, this, this just I, this just makes me feel all warm and gooey inside. Actually, you know, power to Fred Willard, man. Fuck, f- fuck the insects. Cheers. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? This man had the balls, knowing he was Fred Willard, to go to a fucking porn theater and show people his balls and take his pants off. That's what it's all about. Live large. Oh. Boom, boom. There's another picture that came online. So you you haven't seen any of Brian Fuller's shows, have you? I think you worked on you worked on Pushing Daisies. Did you see any of that? No, no. Yeah, uh, this is the about the monsters. Yeah, the, the monsters. The monsters. Not the monsters. The monsters. So the monsters. There's a recent shot of the, the cast. The, the and monsters. The monsters. The monsters. The monsters. <laughs> the monsters. I kept forgetting to bring this up. That Jerry O'Connell has passed as Fred Monster. Yes, yes. Not Fred Monster. Herman. Herman, Herman Monster. Herman, Herman Monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's just a picture of Jerry O'Connell. He's not. And uh, Gram- Grandpa Munster is uh, Eddie Izzard. Yes, but he looks like the guy who played Capote in that other movie. Uh, what, Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, the other one. Oh, Toby Jones? Toby Jones. He looks like Toby Jones. Well, in yeah, that yeah, dress. Yeah, I suppose so. And uh, Portia de Rossi, right? Is, no, uh, it's not Portia de Rossi. I thought it was Portia de Rossi as Lily. Oh, it's Lily? No, yeah. I don't think so. That is her. No, it's not her. Lily, it's her. Look at the picture. <laughs> we'll put this picture up, listeners. Uh, you'll be able to... Uh, Puzzle at the picture. You'll be able to the click cost. on a link that will show you this picture that Ian is fucking looking at. It's not at. fucking Portia de Rossi. <laughs> it is. It is Portia uh, de Rossi. What's that? Uh, uh. What the fuck? Uh, this fuck. is okay. Well, what, what's happening now, listener, is that uh, Ian is just frantically typing shit, trying to disprove me. No, now I'm just staring at you. It's <laughs> proving me. But yeah, it looks like a weird choice of the way they've gone with that, that show. I don't know what the, why that anyone thinks that's a good idea. I, pers- I personally don't like the idea of a Monsters remake, uh, to be honest with you. I have no desire to see a Monsters remake. No, me neither. Uh, or a Monsters movie. Or I'm quite, I think the Monsters are quite happy being left where, where, they, where they were left. Where they were left, totally. Yeah. Ha <sighs> ah, ah. What else you got? <laughs> that's it I don't have any more news are you building no? yeah yeah building at all? nothing at all nothing at all? no that's all it's all, all that's all it's all about oh should we do some emails? I guess we should do some emails okay by the emails. way if you've, last, if you've lasted this long you can email us at podcast at mcappenfries.com that's podcast <laughs> at mcappenfries.com <laughs> I, I, I choked because I was thinking we should ask whether people thought the name was too complicated to remember oh should we do that now? we should probably do that now okay alright yeah, we've been thinking of changing the name because uh, we, we think the name's too complicated to remember. So we were wondering. If you think the name is too complicated to remember, email us at podcast at mcdonalds.com. Pod- <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you know, if you have any suggestions of uh, what you think we should change our names to, it's like, you know, hey, you guys suck at what you do.com or whatever. Yeah. You know, we're whatever. open to suggestions. That's podcast at mcaplanfries.com. 
Uh, we've one email this week. Uh, this comes from Richmond. Um, and the message is name a few actors you think are total badasses. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Uh, Mickey Tom Rourke, Waits Mickey Rourke uh, Michael Bean Michael Douglas Mark Hamill T- Christian Bale Christian Bale Chuck um, Norris Yeah Chuck Norris uh, Rob Dye Jr. Yes uh, There's a lot yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking great actors um, Of course I mean like, go, like You can lump all the legends into one You know like Yeah 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 You know like Pacino, De Niro All those motherfuckers you know, Yeah it's like they're, they can look like yeah, they're, all, they're all bad they're, they're, they're all they, Italian they, they get to a point where they can be like Badasses from a particular time period So it's like Fucking Pacino, Pacino in the 70s Yeah You know like De, like De Niro in the 70s And like certain aspects of the 80s <laughs> Everything went to shit after that After I you know, analyzed this Mark Singer the Beastmaster The Beastmaster uh, Michael Ironside <laughs> Michael Ironside <laughs> No There is another <laughs> uh, Charles Grodin <laughs> Charles Grodin Yeah what's he been up to recently He's retired He's like semi-retired Rick Moranis I'd love to see like Charles Grodin and Rick, Mick, Rick Moranis Come out of retirement And uh, and do another fucking Do another movie together Yeah I mean it is pretty sad That Rick Moranis just like He's basically retired Fully hasn't he What Rick, 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 Rick yeah, Moranis. yeah, he's fully retired. He's fully retired. Just, yeah. you know, I think it was his wife died or left him or something, or it was pretty bad. I'm not too not too sure about the backstory. <laughs> yeah, something pretty bad happened, so he just took a he took a leave of absence from acting. Oh, right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Nope. <laughs> Moving on to our reviews. I think we should start reviews. Okay. Well, uh, so yes, I saw the best exotic marigold hotel on the plane, and. Um, Long story short, this is this whole movie is about uh, these English old age pensioners who um, pretty much are in their twilight years, and there's nothing really left for them in England. And they all, for their own individual reasons, uh, end up moving to India mm-hmm. at um, at this place called the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, which is run by Dev Dev Patel, and um, it's got an amazing cast. Uh, it's uh, Judy Dench. Judy Dench plays um, Evelyn, a woman whose um, husband has just died, and the husband pretty much um, did everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's the, rediscovering so her freedom. The movie opens with her trying to like, uh, like cancel like an internet, like an internet account or something that her that her husband had started, and it's like she's constantly being put on hold, and she's like, I just want to speak to a real person, you know, yeah. like uh, that sort of thing. And uh, Maggie Smith is uh, your typical Maggie Smith. Yes, uh, Maggie Smith is. Um, uh, another like retiree she's like a former housekeeper or something mm-hmm. and um, she's she's very common she's like the common one of the group and okay. she's and she's she's the racist one. Oh, right you know like uh, just has any issues with like darkies and, but she's pretty funny actually Maggie Smith is quite funny <laughs> in it uh, she, she reminds me of a couple of old girls I used to know back in the, back in the day it was pretty funny um, and uh, uh, Bill Nighy is in it uh, Bill Nye, um he's moving there with his wife. There's no real reason for it, I suppose, other than the fact that they're just not happy. And uh, you know, when we meet their characters, they're being shown around like a granny flat, and they're like saying, "Oh, here's the emergency button," you know. And I guess they're just feeling old; they need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Tom Wilkinson character who has like a revelation where he's like, "Fuck my job, fuck my life. I'm moving back to India for personal reasons." He's got like back a, to India. He, yeah, he's got like a backstory that happens with that, and it's it's really just about these 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 characters in this hotel, and it's I suppose it is kind of cliched in the sense that it's like you know when they get there, the culture shock, and then they learn. 
learn to they learn so much about life by being there and its colors yeah. and its its energy and its vibrancy and all that. And then they have to put together a baseball team to get the deed for the hotel back from the bank, right? That's right. That's right. And, and, you know, and uh, then Dol- Dolph Lundgren shows up and yeah, yeah. shoots the shit out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like you, I, it's like a coming of age movie for old people. Yeah, you know, and um, on that level, I thought it really delivered. I found it to be very poignant. Um, and uh, and parts of it quite funny. Yeah. Um, I would. Buy, it's by no means a comedy. Um, no. But it's but it's not. Is it a, a drama? It's not a drama either. I mean, it, it it sort of has this. It walks this very fine line by being quite. You know the pace, the pacing of it in terms of the dialogue um, mm-hmm. is. It's it's very British, and um, everyone is so proper, and the way they react to everything is so eloquent. You know, it, where everything is so eloquently worded. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, it, it's like it's like how you would love, how you would imagine you would love, how you you wish you could sound when you were that age. You know, just the way that people talk. Yeah. Um, and so it's in that regard, it, the, the chemistry with the actors is very nice. Um, there's a few other characters that I haven't mentioned. Uh, n- you know, like not necessarily like lesser, not not as big a names as uh, Judy Dench and Megan Smith, but all of the acting is across the board excellent. Excellent. And. Um, I've spoken to people since then who've been to India who've seen the film and, and they say it's actually pretty accurate. Really? Um, like what the, what the way they describe it if you're not from there. Mm. Uh, so in that regard, I, I, found, I found the whole thing pretty convincing. And this film has very quietly made over $150 million worldwide. Yeah, it's worldwide. just been in the top you know, 10s I everywhere mean, for quite and, a long time. People and, are going to see it over and over. I know, and, it, and, and it's managed to do that almost entirely on word of mouth. Yeah. The, there's been no marketing campaign to speak of. I, mean, I remember seeing one trailer ages ago and that was it and the trailer I didn't the trailer didn't ca- didn't, didn't grab me I didn't find it particularly interesting as a trailer mm, kind of um, and maybe it's because I'm just a sucker for, mo- for movies on planes but I, I really enjoyed it I thought it was a very affecting film cool. but, uh, but you know I'm a, I, I've always had a soft spot for any of these movies that show old people acting like kids yeah there you go because <laughs> you can't wait to be an old person Ah yes, that's 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 true, young squire. Yeah, <laughs> you have to drop your pants in public and no one will do anything. Yeah. So yes, I highly recommend. I highly recommend it. It's the uh, the best movie of his age group since Dean Spanley. Oh, which I still haven't seen actually. Yeah, you must check that out. If you haven't seen Dean Spanley, I highly recommend you. It's it, Dean Spanley would be an awesome companion piece oh. with this movie. That's weird. I think because from what you told me, it was a weird kind of. Movie. It is. It is. <laughs> but it's it's like they're both like you know they both have this geriatric quality running through them. So it's like you know. They'd be they'd be a really good companion piece. You should watch like watch Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and then watch Dean Spanner. Cool. Excellent. So yeah, that's my review. Nice. Um, beer fest. Yeah, so it's actually so good. On Dave's recommendation, I decided to check out the beer fest. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dave? Um, oh, actually, I forgot to call Dev Patel Dave Patel. Yeah, I know. Dave Patel. Yeah, because it's funny. He looks like a Dave to me. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Beer Fest, I think, was the second or the third of the Broken Lizard comedy troupe movies. Um, and this one stars two guys, is Jan and Todd, who are two guys, you know, in Munich for Beer Fest, or sorry, the Munich being for Beer Fest. Um, oh, no, they're getting to get rid of their dad's ashes. Oh, right. Or his granddad's ashes. And um, they're one. There's they want to be, they want to be, he wants to be buried at Munich Beer Fest, at uh, Munich. And then oh, the uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah, the Oktoberfest. Oh, right, and then right, they go, right. but then they go through a separate door to the beer fest, which is basically like the beer Olympics. They have people hanging upside down drinking beers. Mm-hmm. They have long drinking competitions, and they enters the USA team. They get completely humili- humiliated, and uh, everyone slags them off because they find out who they are. And their grandparent father was supposedly the stable boy who ran off with a whore and, veg- and the recipe to the von Wolhausen beer 
Oh, right. Which is supposed to be awesome. Right. And they're like, Gam Gam is not a whore! And then Gam Gam proceeds to make loads of jokes handing out large sausages. Because she's German and she has, she's like, oh, I used to, I get fit a full nine inches. <laughs> and yeah. filthy jokes throughout. Um, so basically, they get home, they decide to train to reclaim their uh, father's honor and to beat the Germans at Beer Fest. Right. And they rope in some of their friends as a Jewish uh, scientist guy who masturbates frogs for a living. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is one of the best scenes in this movie where he's in, they just talk, they're trying to convince him. We actually get to see him jerk off a frog. Yeah. He's just rubbing his belly and then the camera pans down he's talking to the guys and the guy's like, come on, man, we need you for the team. And you say, and then he says, well, hang on, stop. And then he takes his hand up. The frog like grabs the hand and pushes it down. One of the funniest scenes I've ever seen of frog masturbation in an ever. Well, it's not something you see every day. No, it's not. I didn't even know frogs masturbated. I thought you could just they could just come on command. Well, apparently they're like you know like like they got that amphibian muscle to just like no, I'm bored. I think I'll come. You read that from my brain. Okay. So yeah, they put together a drinking team, and then they've got a year. They've got twelve months of training, and it counts counts down the months to go until they get to go over there. So the movie is them drinking for a year. Yes. And the trouble they get into doing that. And they start off with a keg. It's like, let's go, let's go training. And then, like, you know, an hour later, why, fuck. Why, why have we not, like, hired a camera crew yet? We, we can make a fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. Just follow us around for a year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they, they do the training. Shit happens invariably. They have difficulties along the way. They get taken under someone's wing. All that kind of usual. It's basically dodgeball. It's essentially rock. Or basketball. All movies are rocky. Or the Mighty Ducks. All movies are rocky. Yeah, but, you know, the more comedy style of it. All movies are rocky. <laughs> and Kingpin even even The Dark Knight Rises was Rocky yeah it was Rocky yeah Clubber Lang kicked his ass he went yeah. on Apollo Creed <laughs> trained him and he came back and kicked Clubber Lang's ass Apollo Creed that was played by Tom Conti there you go <laughs> it's, a t- it's a tenuous sort of uh, connection but it's there and it's like you know played by Tom Conti who is could he be related to Bill Conti who did the music for Rocky oh yeah <laughs> But this is a pretty dumb movie. But it's fun. Dumb. No. Yes. Beer fest yeah. is dumb. Yeah, no. It took me by surprise. But any movie that has Jurgen Prochnow. Were you surprised that Anthony Minghella wasn't involved, wasn't attached to it, or something? You know, like I expected to see Gilgamesh. I, I expected. You know, are you sure Terrence Malick wasn't, you know, wasn't pl- pulling co-producer duties? He filmed all the beer scenes. <laughs> did, the beer, I, did the beer scenes come with the boring narration? Music. <laughs> and there was a lot of grass for some reason flowing in the wind. But uh, any movie that has Jürgen Prochner from Das Boot yelling, setting up a drinking competition and screaming, Das Boot! Because the last glass is a glass boot that they have to drink from. Haven't you realized Jürgen Prochner has over the years been doing everything for money? Yes. <laughs> he was in Judge Dredd for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, but that's, and I think that's where his profile pic comes from. But could, um, be, could be. Uh, you know, he's actually... He was also the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah. Yes, he was. But in Das Boot, he's got some of that Brigitte Nielsen action before she got fat in this you, you, you get some great you get great fun out of them and also you get to hear the great line you Deutschback <laughs> which might be the best insult I've ever heard you Deutschback <laughs> so yeah beer fast is dumb it's fun have a beer and watch it okay is it fun if I watch it sober yes it is okay yeah, it I'll give it a go you should do that uh, so uh. Also, like another movie I watched on the plane was Wrath of the Wrath of Titans. Really? Wrath of the Titans. It's completely fucking retarded, but I enjoyed it. Because you're completely fucking retarded. No, it, uh, what I what I liked about this one is that 
it's almost like they know they don't care. It, they don't care, and and it's just like, you know, it's like we this movie this movie makes no sense. We're all picking up a paycheck. Let's have some fun. Yeah, that is the set. That is the real, especially with Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes. Really, the way that they. I mean, they were fucking around in the first one, for God's sake. Ray Fiennes is on that. They they take it to new levels. You would think that they're both being possessed by Nicolas Cage. (laughs) The way that they, the way that they, someone's at the door. The way that they speak to each other, it's like Liam Neeson's like, "What do you say, brother? One last, you know, like one once more." Does does Ray Fiennes still talk like this all the time? A little bit, because I'm Hades. No, actually, he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, he he just doesn't. That voice he's, completely. He, he's ditched it completely. Now, he, now, now he sounds like a real sort of just like Carson a, a, a Gardner. Crust. Yeah, he's just talking normally. Like tears. Like, well, but he says he's got this one line that cracked me up. I can't remember what it was, but I, there was, was a moment in the plane where I just started cracking up because it was so fucking awful. Yeah, you know, it was uh, where Liam Neeson was expressing emotion or something. You know, it's like, and and he's like, I'm a man of very like, particular skills. Something along the lines of like, mercy, brother. Soon, next there'll be tears. You know, something like that. It's just, <laughs> I just found it really funny. <laughs> and just the way they speak to each other, it's almost like they're saying to each other, if you could dub it over, yeah. it'll be like, I can't fucking believe how much they're paying me for this. <laughs> I really can't believe it. And Ray Fine's like, I know, I can't believe it either. Can you, can you believe that the last time we worked together was Schindler's List? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Brave New World. I didn't realize you could get paid to fuck around. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's what it looks like they're doing. And if you get, and Sam Worthington, doesn't care uh, that he that if you think he sounds Australian, his Aussie accent is like in full swing in this. It's like there's not not even an attempt. It's like Perseus is Australian. <laughs> he's grown a lot more Australian now. He's got a real proper Aussie haircut. Yeah, he's got the he's got, he's got the Aussie surfer hair, you know, <laughs> you know and he's just like. You know, Street Jesus. Oh, yeah, some wags, my boy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he's got like he's got like a kid yeah. the mom Gemma Atherton from the last one is dead we were never told how oh contract, and, contract dispute family. it's like she's just dead <laughs> we ne- ne- seriously you do, you are never told how where's your wife in the first one so dead, like, dead dead mate dead no, I'm raising, raising a boy on my own yeah, yeah. No, no. and the wife dead Respon- responsible father you know and then <laughs> but yeah, and he's just choosing to ignore the gods <laughs> because if he doesn't ignore the gods, the rest of the next hour and a half can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's it, it takes the piss out of itself so much. Oh really? I mean, I didn't, I couldn't take it seriously. And if you if you isn't Rosamund Pike in it? Yeah, and she's really taking it seriously. But never mind. <laughs> you know? But if you if you go into this movie and not take it seriously at all, you get a sense of the enjoyment of the old one. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because the old one was wasn't that great either. It had its robot at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, it had its charms. But this one, I guess, <laughs> this one feels so much like a contractual obligation yeah, yeah. that everyone's just having fun. Speaking of which, you still haven't seen Man of Black Three, have you? No, I haven't. Neither have I. They're labeling that the contractual obligation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we finish up, did you have some more thoughts you wanted to share on the Dark? Have you seen the Dark Knight again? No, I have not. Are you going to? Uh, if I can, yeah, I'd like to see it again. I might try and see if I can get it. I'd like to check it out on IMAX. Mm-hmm. No, I guess. No, I mean, just uh, it's. I still, I still stand by what I said. I still think it's an awesome movie. Yeah, I've spoken to a few people who, um, you know, feel like that. Um, no, none of, I haven't spoken to anyone who hasn't liked it. Mm. Uh, but you know, the main thing, main issue I get is like you know, midsection, mm. flabby midsection, which I, which we did kind of bring up a little bit in our review. Mm. Um, it is one of those things where, you know, it is flabby, but 
Even, even the guy I was talking to... But that's a metaphor for Bruce's own psychological flabbiness in the middle of the film. No, but even the guy I was speaking to... Yeah, nice. Even the guy I was speaking to, even he admitted it's like... It's like, yeah, it kind of dragged on, but you kind of needed it. You know, like, like in terms of character bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we said, you have to build the characters so that the things that happen make sense. Or else yeah. there's another podcast. But, uh, but I've yet to have anyone, like, have anything really negative to say. Mm. Um, the one thing is, I... I uh, the time the movie Comixology app had the 99 cent sale on Nightfall mm-hmm. so I bought most of Nightfall mm-hmm. uh, missed two issues that was a bit confusing mm-hmm. also flips between Batman and Detective Comics right and you can't skip easily between them yeah, and yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. but uh, my god comics in the 90s were shit no it's really bad it's really bad like it's just like never mind the story or what Bane's background is but just the you know some characters are hyper realistic some characters like the one guy looks like a dwarf in combats Batman's just got stubble all the time and looks like shit yeah um, why and I couldn't find out because I had to keep going back further issues to find out why is Batman so tired do you remember I don't, I don't really remember the Nightfall series I mean like I, was, I wasn't particularly impressed no it's not it's terrible <laughs> it's really bad I re- it's, not, it's, not, it's not very good um, and I don't mean just like the plotting or the story I mean the actual comic as a comic it's just like it's the day glow colours the art's kind of okay, but it's like it's designed for those kind of. It was know, the '90s. It was the 90s. Sla- it was the slacker period. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're bored. Let's break Batman's back. Yeah. Get some really big fucker to do it. <laughs> Call him Bane. Bane. He's the Bane of Batman. He, he's he's the Bane of his existence. Which I have heard a few more reviews, kind of saying, oh, it's not as good as the second one. It's like it was yeah, never going again, to top I, that. No, it's but fine. I, but I do not get that. Yeah. I, I do not get that argument. It's not as good as the second one. I mean, to me, to me, all three of them are a whole. Yeah. They really, they, to me, are the, like I've, I've said this before, it's like there are bits of um, the first, second, and third film that I think are as good as anything, and there are bits in those three films that I think are weak. Yeah. You know, I mean, none of the films are perfect, mm. but they fit together cohesively really well yeah. that I find it very difficult to compare. Mostly using the glue that is Kenny Murphy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's awesome in those movies. He is awesome yeah, in those yeah, movies. Yeah. I might even give Sunshine another go. I like Sunshine. You didn't mm. like Sunshine? Uh, bits of it. I didn't really like when the captain turned up. And it was all blurry and shit. Right. I didn't like that visual treatment of it at all. Right. Any other thoughts on the night now? No, not right now. Hmm. Oh. I thought you wanted... I thought, oh, no, I, I thought I did too, but yeah. now I'm thinking about it now. I don't really have much more to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's just wrap up. We'll wrap up with the uh, US and Malaysian box office top ten. At number ten in Malaysia, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I've still heard such wildly conflicting things about this, but yeah, we should see it. It's like you love it or hate it. Kind yeah. of it. Number nine, Silent House. Number eight, Motorway. Number seven, Eight Jam. Lapan Jam. Number six, Brave. Number five, Naked Soldier. Sounds great. Number five, four, Bila Two. Do it. Number three, Ice Age Four, Continental Drift. I've heard that, again, there's no one's actually reviewed this, it just keeps saying it's the same as the other ones. Yeah. And at number two, it's <laughs> well, the amazing, not good. Yeah. The amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. And at number one, The Dark Knight Rises. In the US, number ten, Madagascar three. I hear this is actually quite funny. Really? Yeah. It's always kind of I look I look down upon it. Number I n- must say. Number nine, Moonrise Kingdom. I really want to see this. This has been sticking around for quite a long time. It's eight weeks on release now. Yeah. Number Maybe. eight, Katy Perry, part of me. Which part? The part you like. Number seven. <laughs> Tyler Perry's Medea Witness Protection you know I've never seen a single one of these neither have I I just hear from white com- comedians in America who say it's rubbish 
Number six, Magic Mike. Number five, Savages. Again, getting weird reviews on that, right? That's I am interested in seeing Savages, though, because it sounds like it's it's, it sounds like a return to old Oliver Stone. Cranky and commercial box office poison. And drug addled. Yeah. Number four, Brave. Uh, number three, Ted, which is getting good reviews. Yep, I really want to see this. Yeah. Number two, The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, number one, Ice Age, Continental Drift, because The Dark Knight came out here first. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll leave you there with that for this week's show. Um, reminder again, if you want to email us, you can get us at podcast at com. Podcast at com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.